Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Welcome to yet another episode of the Against the Grain podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This is the beginning of season two, ladies and gentlemen, and it is an honor and a privilege to continue to be able to spread my message and my experiences through this medium. So thank you so much for joining. Now, in today's episode, I want to explore the concept of anger, you know, anger's insidiousness and why revenge, especially in the context of relationships, shouldn't be yours to serve. Now, although I have healed through the experiences of my past, you know, the the theme discussed here is still quite potent and still quite powerful. You know, if you read deeper into the themes and the underlying messaging in this episode, you'll see that there is more than just the elements of my story. You know, the intention is to to highlight and to hopefully align my experiences to your own and hopefully help you navigate your own journey of healing and peace. So without further ado, let's get straight into the episode. Let me start by being completely honest. I wasn't really sure if I should write this episode or this season, to be honest, partly because I wasn't fully sure of how I could bring new value and insight into the new season. I mean, the truth is a lot has happened in my life since the conclusion of season one, and it's been a process trying to get my thoughts together. You know, I'm an amalgamation of diverse thoughts, emotions, beliefs, and ideals, all of which at any given time are vying for a position of power. You know, but the main reason I wasn't sure if I should write this season was because I feared that I would sound like a broken record. You know, I spent so much of season one bearing and pouring my soul over this microphone. Many moments were recorded in the confines of my private home studio. You know, a a lot of the conversations we shared in season one also formed the intricate makings of some of the deepest parts of my past and my present. I mean, I exposed parts of myself that I'd barely taken time to utter to myself, let alone you guys. And this came at a price. The truth is I was emotionally exhausted. I really did feel the weight of writing these thoughts, you know, revisiting parts of my life that I'd either tucked away or I had worked through. This also meant sacrificing parts of myself that I held dear, you know, parts that not even those closest to me knew about, making them available to a world of listeners, some of whom may have formed their preconceived notions of who they think I am. Yet despite this, the last thing I wanted to sound like was an unhealed or an unhappy person. Because the truth is, I have grown so much and I've traversed landscapes of healing that few dare to venture into. You know, I've grown to be a voice of reason and guidance for not just my friends, but my listeners as well. And why would I expect you, my listeners, to find solace in someone who sounds so unhealed? If I really hope to be a source of inspiration and insight, how can I expect my voice to offer you comfort in times of uncertainty or confusion if I can't even be that for myself? It's like the words that I utter are nothing other than passing thoughts from a scathed and fragile mind. You know, but despite this, I realized something. I realized that healing, growth, and strength for both you and me are all fluid emotions. You know, this means that my strength and the lessons that I learned through life can be mutually exclusive. 
I can have my moments of clarity and insight, which can spread joy and comfort for other people, yet still carry my own demons. This doesn't take away from the value that I'm capable of giving, nor does it mean that I don't have my own moments of confusion or fear. You know, I'm human before I'm a man. And more than anything else, this highlights a unique intersection between you and I. The fact that I can share my heart's fears through this medium and connect with someone in Jakarta or Amsterdam or Argentina, you know, who is experiencing a similar moment of uncertainty is so powerful. And even if I cannot provide all the solutions through my words, the mere fact that your fears can be warranted and affirmed by the stories I tell, and yet we're thousands of miles apart, is incredibly powerful. But nonetheless, I digress. I wanted to start with that to let you know that despite my own insecurities, I am committed to persevering and pushing forward because I understand the basic human desire for connection and understanding. Now, I want to share an epiphany with you that I had today. So currently I'm recording this from Nairobi, Kenya, my country of birth, and this is the first time that I've been here this long since I was born. So the original intention was for me to stay here for only three weeks as I passed through a few other African countries on a project that I was working on. But due to the state of the planet and the COVID-19 pandemic, it seems that God or the universe has seen to it that I remain here indefinitely. And I mean, (laughs) now that I think about it, it's interesting how things have a way of working out. You know, as most of you who have listened to season one know, I used to be married. And the irony of me being here is that during my marriage, my then wife and I had always spoken about potentially moving back home. You know, even during some of our worst yet intimate moments, she'd say to me, if you love me the way you say you do, you'll come and find me. You know, you'll move home, find me, pursue me, and love me the way that you say that you do. And it's funny that despite setting that love free and going through my own process of healing, not only have I found myself back home indefinitely, but I found myself living in the same city as her. Now, I will not attempt to lie to you and say that this wasn't or isn't unsettling, It would be unhuman of me because the truth is, you know, I've had moments where I've been moving through certain spaces and it's had me checking behind each shoulder in anticipation of seeing or bumping into her. Despite my nonchalant demeanor, the truth is this kind of worries me. Now, it's not because I still love her or I feel connected to her in any way, but because I'm unsure of how I will respond. Now, keep in mind, I have certainly moved past and healed from the pain that came from loving my ex. You know, I've dedicated my waking moments since I last saw her to being intentional about my healing and growth. So much so that I've built not only this platform, but everything else that I'm working on with the Against the Grain brand, with the intention of extending this healing to the rest of the world. You know, I've become so obsessed with the intricacies of human experience especially through the process of loving, hurting, and healing, that I've dedicated my life and my work to understanding it. Yet despite this relentless dedication, I remain a little uncertain about how I might respond. Our last interaction didn't really offer much closure. You know, in fact, it left more questions than answers. However, closure is something that you have to define for yourself, I've learned. 
But this doesn't change much. I want to believe that I will stand firmly in my growth and in the presence of the man that I am now. I want to believe that I will stand in the earned entitlement of my growth and my wholeness, believing that every single arch of my back, every angle of my high-held chin, and every pound that courses through my firmly placed stance is warranted. That all my years of intentional and deliberate healing will all conspire in my favor, leading up to this one moment where I can stand up and say, hey, I hope you're keeping well. Now, I know how this may sound. It may sound as if I'm somehow dedicating my waking moments, you know, my 10,000 hours of healing to be able to face this one moment. But it's actually on the contrary. This moment isn't about her or our past relationship. It's about me. It's about knowing that all those years of deliberate, intentional work have brought me to a place where I can fearlessly face my demons. It's about knowing that the power that someone once had over me no longer controls me. It's about taking my power back and reclaiming my seat on the throne that I am destined for. It's about affirming all of my efforts and knowing that they were not in vain. It's about affirming that I have forgiven but not forgotten. And it's about trusting life's process and believing the universe does not conspire against those who pour positivity into it. But honestly speaking, I just can't guarantee this reaction. You know, I just, I just can't. I want to believe in its possibilities, but that's nothing but optimism. Now, unlike season one, I'm not saddened or upset by the knowledge of this. You know, I'm really living and operating from a space of gratitude and of peace and harmony. I've learned to let go of what is not for me, and I am genuinely happy. In this moment of daydream, I caught myself going down the rabbit hole and found myself consumed by anger, seeking revenge. But suddenly, like light piercing through darkness, I snapped out of it and came to the realization that revenge is not mine to serve. It's just not my place or any of our places to say how someone should pay for their iniquities. Now, I do acknowledge that forgiveness is no easy feat. In fact, it's often an untraversable landscape that feels endless and vast. I understand that almost no part of the process is easy and it's exhausting navigating these waters. I also acknowledge that the gap between saying, I forgive you, and actually freeing yourself often feels grandiose. This is primarily because our lack of forgiveness is about achieving justice. It's hard to fathom that Someone is allowed to get off unscathed after what they've done. We simply do not want to just wipe our hands clean and let bygones be bygones. We want them to bear the weight of their actions and pay for what they've done. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, shouldn't we all be held accountable for our actions, right? Why am I the one suffering from actions someone else inflicted, you may ask yourself. This is often why forgiveness feels like the ultimate betrayal to ourselves. It feels as if we are letting ourselves down by backing down. That we must see blood in order for there to be justice. You know, we move off an unstoppable emotion of anger and cannot do anything about it. But see, here's the thing about anger. It's deceptive. 
It's a poisonous personal emotion and it blinds us to truth. All we see is red. See, the key word here is us. It's a selfish emotion because it consumes us from the inside. We seek justice because we are angry. We are angry because we are hurt. We are hurt because we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable with someone who took advantage of us. Therefore, anger speaks more to our expectation of need than our actual desire for justice. Let me break this down. You know, you may say to yourself, I expected you to tend to my needs. I expected you to love me deeply, fully and wholly as I did you, and yet you didn't. I expected you to show me compassion in times of need, and you didn't. I expected you to be willing to put love first before being right, and you couldn't even do that. You know, we often place our expectations on people without realizing nobody owes us anything. No one owes us compassion or understanding, softness, love, tenderness, mercy. The hope is that we can meet people who are willing to show us that kindness, but there's nothing that says that we are owed it. And the worst part of all this is it doesn't serve our process of healing. Remaining angry is like looking at a wound, being frustrated by it, wishing it never existed, continuously picking at it, bleeding and getting upset, all while the person who caused this is long gone. But here's the sad but realistic truth about forgiveness. It doesn't change a thing. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and suddenly be okay now that you've chosen to forgive. You're still going to have situations, circumstances and experiences that trigger you. You're still going to be brought back to a place of pain when someone does something that reminds you of the pain that you endured. It's not like a stain remover that will suddenly wipe away all of the pain of the past. It just doesn't work like that. I wish it did. Honestly, trust me. I I really do. But the pain, unfortunately, is yours and yours alone. And forgiveness is about finding peace despite this pain. The ultimate traversable uphill journey is finding peace. Forgiveness is just like a good pair of hiking boots. It's the necessary tool needed to help make the journey to peace easier. Forgiveness is the realization that nothing can change what has happened and that this is now your burden to carry. It's not about sympathizing with the person who hurt you or even acknowledging they hurt you in the first place. It's about realizing that they, like the rest of the world, has left a mark on you as part of the process of moving through this life. You see, we are born into this world as perfect beings and the world and our various experiences, you know, hurt and scar and harm us. But the true beauty of life, the real meaning of this existence is not in the effect that these experiences have on us, but the lessons we learn by going through them. Forgiveness is about acknowledging the injustice and choosing to create your own new story. It's about knowing that you cannot change anything that has happened and choosing to stand on your own two feet and not letting the rest of your life be defined by misery. It's about knowing that you were hurt, learning from it, moving forward, but never forgetting. It's about moving on and away from the person who hurt you. It's not about having your power taken away from you, but choosing to let that power go and finding a new form of power to call your own.
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of episode one of season two of the Against the Grain podcast. What a journey it has been. We have come from so far. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I am incredibly humbled and eternally grateful to have you here listening to this podcast with me. This is an amalgamation of my experiences, my pain points, my healing, and my truth. And to be able to share my story through this medium and to offer insight and healing to people across the world is a blessing and I'm eternally grateful. So thank you so much for tuning in. Now, as a quick update, if you're unaware, we are itching even closer to launching the Against the Grain card game. That's right. If you're unfamiliar with the Against the Grain card game, it is a meaningful and insightful bespoke game that you can play with a lover, a potential romantic partner, or some close friends, and it inspires deeper, more meaningful conversation. This has been my life's work over the last three years, and I am so close and so proud of this product, and I'm so excited to launch it and bring it to the market. So we are preparing to launch our Kickstarter campaign. If you wanna be one of the first people to get your hands on a copy of this, please keep an eye out on our social media, keep an eye out through the podcast and through these episodes as we prepare to launch this Kickstarter and finally bring this game to life. But I will end it here. I look forward to speaking to you on the next episode. In the interim, please stay safe, take care of your loved ones, and most importantly, take care of yourself. I love you. Take care of yourself. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.